Hello guys, welcome here, Sunday morning, uh, Brian and Jason here, I'm in, as you can tell, a new location, uh, just got moved out, so get used to it, We're, I'm trying to figure out <laughs> kind of where I want to do this going forward, so um, locations may change week to week, but, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk Stanley Cup, NBA Finals, um, some big names got released in NBA and NFL this week. Um, we've also uh, got some new signings and some tinkle on this, so let's get in. Um, I'll start it off this week with the Panthers. The Panthers are going to avoid try to avoid a 3-1 to series lead, or avoid being down 3-1 to in the series um, tonight, or Saturday night. We're recording on Saturday, so that's why I said that. Um, Vegas could go up. Um, so as we're talking today, um, I guess, you know, I say all the time three to one leads are safe. I don't think that's going to be the case this time around. I feel like a lot of that time, you know, in hockey is when a lot of those three to one deficits kind of get broken or they tie him. And then the team that did have originally the lead wins it in the seventh game. So who really knows? I mean, Florida is really, you know, I want to say their backs are against the wall. Their backs will be against the wall if they go down 3-1, but they're only down 2-1 right now. So I, I think that if they could really push and win these games, you know, maybe Buffalo fans don't have to worry about seeing a Jack Eichel, you know, championship um, banner hung or championship ring or so. So Florida really has to do what needs to be um on and play some defense and get some goals and stop, you know, Vegas and Jack Eichel from scoring goals. So, in the end of the day, they really have to make sure that they get their defense in check and not allowing any goals for the Vegas Golden Knights. Hmm. Um, and then, as far as Vegas, I mean, it's got to do what they've been doing so far and, you know, um, keep it going with you know, great defense and great offense, you know, because in the end of the day, that's what wins championships is great defense. I mean, it doesn't matter what sport. Mm. Um, it could be baseball, it could be hockey, it could be football, it could be basketball. But if you don't have good defense, you're not going to win a championship because mm. if you can't stop that, you know, other team from scoring, then at the end of the day, you're going to lose the game. <laughs> this, this feels like a... Booger McFarland explanation. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I was going to say something but, like that. Borowski's got to be lights out. That I'll say. Um, he's got to be lights out tonight for Florida to stay in this. Or, you know, hopefully Saturday night he stays in it. Um, you know, again, I think if it's 2-2 when you guys wake up, I guess I'm going to say that, hey, we might have ourselves a seven-game series here. Um but if they lose tonight, or I'm sorry, if uh, Florida wins tonight, ties up the series, that's what I'm going to say. If Vegas wins, um, while you're, or if Vegas had won it while you guys are watching this, I think the series is over, to be honest. I haven't seen a 3-1 to lead blown in a little while, so I don't think we're going to see that again. We might see a six-game series. I think that's very realistic. I don't think, you know... Um, coming back from three to one sounds realistic, unfortunately. 
at least right. not in today's climate. But um, the Broncos have added um, a familiar face. They've added Frank Clark to that defense. Um, so yeah, which is kind of odd that he stays in the AFC West. Um, you know, Chiefs fans are gonna know exactly with it. Oh God, sorry. I was saying he wants to face his old team twice. That's what it is. Which is kind of odd. I mean, yeah, he won two championships with the Chiefs. Now he wants to go up against his former team, the same team that released mm. him. Honestly, if I'm like that and you release me after, you know, giving them so much, you know, great defense, I think I would want to go up against my former team and stay in the same division as well. But the problem with that is now you go to a team that we, we don't know exactly what their future holds. We don't know if they're going to, you know, be better this year or be worse. You know, hopefully. They're, they're probably hoping better because now that they don't have John Elway as their GM anymore, maybe they can make some, you know, right decisions. Because I honestly, I don't think a guy like Frank Clark would be coming to the Broncos if um, John Elway was still there, to be honest with you. So that's a good move. For their defense, he's somebody that can, you know, rush the quarterback. But the problem is, is that I think they might still need some help because, you know, you lost a lot of talent. You lost Von Miller over the years. You lost um, Shane Ray, who is now, I think, in Buffalo now. Mm. Um, you've lost one just recently, last year, that was a good, you know, defensive player on the Broncos that went to Miami. So you add a guy like Frank Clark to a defense that's already kind of diminished. Yeah, you, yeah, you have Patrick Sertain the second on a defense, and you have Frank Clark. So maybe, maybe, we'll see. I think it's a good move, a good start, but I think they might still be in trouble because you can improve that defense as much as you want, but if you're not doing anything with that offense, which was very shaky last year, I don't know if you might just be the same kind of Broncos team you were last year, to be honest with you. Yeah, I hold loose hope because they're still going to be third in the division. It doesn't matter what they do. Um, mm -hmm. At least that's the way I view it. But again, um, we'll talk about all that when football season does actually come up. Um, right. But Frank Clark's a big addition for them. Of course, he's a great pass rusher. Um kind of what they need in that division, um, especially when you go up against Herbert and Mahomes four times a year. Um, True. So, I was going to say, Jimmy Garoppolo is nothing, you know, big to talk about because that man gets, you know, one bump and he might be out for six weeks. He's not built the same like the rest of them. So, no, it's a good one not. for them. Um, I don't know about Russ improving, obviously, and again, um, you know, um, so I'm going to say for now, they're still in trouble just from the standpoint of, we haven't seen anything yet. Um, until I see what Russ does, I'm going to keep believing that he robbed this team of 250 million or whatever he's getting paid. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and this is a big one for my third one. Uh, the PGA and live have, merged with European League. Now, it's not necessarily a merger as much as it is them kind of unifying golf, I guess is the best way I can put it. It's sort of a weird thing. I read the article this morning. Um, 
So it ends a year-long feud with Liv and PGA. People, of course, have had flashbacks from this. Um, if you're an auto racing fan, you flashed back to IndyCar and Kart splitting, um, or IndyCar splitting into Indy and Kart. Um, so it's, you know, I guess it's good this feud didn't go on for too long. But at the same time, there's going to be a lot of upset fans about it. Um, a lot of happy fans. But um, I guess we'll see what comes out of this. And we'll see, um, you know, ultimately um, what the way forward is going to be here for golf. Um, I don't know for sure. I believe they're going to mm -hmm. merge all their big events, which would be great. Um, and hopefully the golfers stick around. That would be cool. It would be nice. Um, I think it might be a good thing for golf going forward. It brings in a lot of new eyes, you know, from the one side. And maybe, you know, you know, PGA is always going to be PGA. It's going to be the main thing that people are going to be watching. Yeah, you know, adding in something that's kind of like a competition it isn't exactly isn't entirely bad. But now that they unify together, that, you know, brings a lot of people that were over there that was originally PGA over. But then, if you think about it, it might piss a lot of people off because they made it to try to be, you know, something different for PGA, and then they just kind of merged back together. So now, all those people that were mad about PGA are just going to have to deal with it hmm. going forward. So, did they really accomplish anything with that? Maybe not, but... Time will tell. Yeah, of course. Um, and, again, you know, you wonder, again, for me as a racing fan, you know, um, having seen it, well, I wasn't really a fan then, but IndyCar and Kart um, splitting up um, into two entities. So you wonder now what's going to become of it. You know, you, you sort of have that in the back of your head. But, of mm -hmm. course, I mean, there's really no, like, bigger, like, golf similar league. So I imagine it'll be, I imagine they'll be fine. I imagine they'll work it out. Um, I imagine, you know, hopefully we won't see a split like this again. Um, but, again, you know, time will tell, I guess, is the biggest thing I can say about it. Um, right. And time will tell about a lot of things. Um <laughs> Of course, um, Jason's got a lot of things that say time will tell, <laughs> so I'll let yeah. him take over. Um, so Buffalo, um, this this might be a name that a lot of people may or may not know, but uh, Leonard Floyd. You know, I I, I do re kind of recall remembering hearing about his name with the Rams and everything like that. You know, he was a big contributor to what the Rams when they won the championship him him and Von Miller were a great you know rush Ed rushing uh tandem well now that tandem comes to Buffalo as Lander Floyd now signs a one-year deal and apparently Brian he also took a lot less money to join the Buffalo Bills than he would have on the open market so that tells me that Von Miller might have had a lot to say in getting Leonard Floyd and if so that that's I think a huge name because Say if Von Miller really is truly out until week six, I think he's a guy that can come in and really B 
be a temporary starter in spot of Von Miller. He's somebody that can add depth. So, like, if somehow, like, Von Miller um, has any kind of setbacks or somehow gets re-injured or something like that, I think he's somebody that can come in and be that guy. Also be a great mentor to, like, a Gregory Russo, to a um, Shaq Lawson. Mm-hmm. Having more veteran... Per- He's uh, really annoying me. Sorry. <laughs> um, I think he's definitely somebody that can come in and help lead this young group of talent. Because, you know, you have a guy like Greg Russo. We haven't seen his true potential yet. They say that, you know, he can really break out. I haven't seen it yet. It would be nice if he could because I think he could be the future of the defense as a pass rusher. But adding a guy like Leonard Floyd and having a guy like Von Miller as your two veteran presences, I would think that they had to be your day one starting edge rushers mm-hmm. if Von Miller is healthy enough by week one. If not, I say Gregory Russo and, and Leonard Floyd. Um, I'm hoping that's the case. Um, so, we'll see. Shoot, sorry. My... <laughs> You're fine. But, um... So... Yeah, no, I look forward to see what uh, Leonard Floyd um, does for Buffalo. I think that's a really good signing for them. And, of course, um, willingness to take a pay cut is always good. Um, <laughs> Jason's taking care of the cat. So, um, but, um, yeah, so it's, uh, you know, it'll be interesting ultimately. Um Again, you know, the theme sort of is time will tell. So, um, you know, even if Von Miller comes back, maybe they put him on the opposite side or something or shift his position around. I would like it because Buffalo is definitely showcasing that defense is definitely going to be the main focus this year. And with Sean McDermott leading the defense, I'm hoping that's the case because you get two great pass rushers. Mm. Say if Von Miller is somehow lucky enough to start week one you have both of them off the edge and you've seen what mm-hmm. kind of production they had in la i think that's good for buffalo moving forward yeah yeah i get it the offense has probably not gotten any better than they have last year and we don't know about gabe davis and whatnot but you know what at least the defense is improving and that's what matters especially when you have guys like joe burrow Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, it's good to have those kind of pass rushers. It's good to have that kind of defense to compete. And we get a lot of guys back healthy this year. So the sky's the limit. It would have to be. Hmm. I've seen too much harsh break in, in the playoffs for the Buffalo Bills. Hmm. I, I want to see them move forward. No. Of course, we'll talk about that a little bit more when it gets towards the season. But yeah. I, I think this has got to be the sky's the limit. And if not, then you would really have to start saying that the the windows is closed. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it. And I'll I'll comment on that, of course, when football season comes around. Right. But I'm going to get to my second takeaway. This one was, kind of came as a shocker. There was rumors about Chris Paul possibly not staying or, or somebody not staying. Well, Chris Paul, unfortunately, is not staying with the Phoenix Suns as he gets, gets released. Apparently, I'm going to go into the second bullet point there, the Apparently, he had a meeting with the GM to discuss his future with the team with the possibility of getting waived by the team. So, apparently, they decided to not see eye-to-eye about his future. So, they're like, all right, you know what? We're going to have to just release you. 
go on the open market and see what your value is worth. Um, I think he can get picked up by a team, but at the end of the day, he's also getting up there in age. So the window is really closing for Chris Paul to get that championship. The, you know, mm-hmm. he's also seeking. You know, he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it with New Orleans. He couldn't do it with LA. Um, he couldn't do it with Houston, and now he can't do it with the uh, the Thunder or the Phoenix Suns. So the Thunder were never the, the, close, though. Uh, yeah, I don't think he was really close with those teams. The closest he got in was with the Suns when they played up against the the Bucks. See, but the last few years they have not made the finals. So ever since winning, getting to the finals, they haven't made it back, and have lost in the conference semifinals. So was it the right move to get rid of Chris Paul? Maybe not. But the problem is, is that. I don't think they're going to be hurt because they still have Kevin Durant and they have uh, Devin Booker. Well, I think Devin Booker would be going back as the point instead of the shooting guard because Chris, Chris Paul was playing as the point and then, you know, Devin Booker was playing at the two. I would assume that you move back Devin to the one, Durant as a three, and then you just work away around that. But the problem is, is that the Suns, other than that, really don't have a whole lot of pieces. You know, you have DeAndre Ayton, but I don't think Ayton's all that good. He's not very consistent of a player. So the Suns' window might be closing. Mm-hmm. If they can't get anything with Durant and Devin Booker, then I would happen to say that that team has just failed as a franchise. I think they're going to fall apart next year. I really think that's going to happen. Um, Chris Paul, it wouldn't shock me if he goes to the Lakers, to be honest. I think he wants to team with LeBron at this point. And seeing that LeBron it, and the Lakers got so going close. going on with LeBron because even Kyrie, who is a free agent, I don't know why he's trying to promote him to the Mavericks because Kyrie's not technically signed with the Mavericks right now. I would assume that he's going to re-sign with the Mavericks just off of the reports that he's trying to recruit LeBron there. So I would assume that by that, Kyrie's going to re-sign with the Mavericks. I don't know how long. I don't know if it's going to be a max contract or what. We'll talk about that when it gets into the free agency, which is going to be very soon after the NBA Finals because uh, free agency... Actually, no. Um, free agency starts after the NBA draft, which the NBA draft, we already know the draft order and everything like that. That's going to be happening like a couple weeks after the NBA Finals. Um, and then free agency starts like a couple weeks after the NBA draft, more closer to July. Um, of course, you know, but as far as Chris Paul, it's either he signs with a team or he has to retire at this point. I just, it, it's sad. I would love to see him win a ringer. So I think he's just that great of a talent to deserve one, but he might end up like Carmelo and. Steve Nash and be one of the great players that never win a ring. I said um, John Stockton. I think he's at that level, to be honest. John Stockton, yeah. Just because of the assist alone, yeah. So I think that's the fair comparison. So, um, And then I'm going to go to my third and last takeaway. Um, the Nuggets take a 3-1 to one lead over the Miami Heat. Of course, that game happened... Um, recording on Saturday. That game happened Friday night. Um, we watched it. Game five, yeah. 
We did watch it. Um, Miami, I, I think they had the potential to make this a competitive series, but from seeing last night, it just looked like they just were struggling to try to um, contain Jokic. There was a couple of times where they were going after Murray and double teaming him and leaving Jokic wide open. That's a bad idea. I know I, got, I get it. Jokic is not the best three point shooter, but you leave him wide open from the three, he's gonna take it all day. So they got. I feel like the Miami Heat as a defense, which they do have a really good defense. I will give Eric Spolcher a lot of credit. He has built some great defenses over the years. Um, but if you're gonna beat the Denver Nuggets, you gotta switch better. You, you can't really double-team these guys. I get it. They have a lot of great offensive players. You don't just have Jokic and Jamal Murray. You have Michael Porter Jr. You have Aaron Gordon. And, you know, you have a great bench, too. But the problem is, is that Miami just got to out-beat them. With, they just have to have better defense. They got to beat the Denver Nuggets with great defense. Yeah, And you can't double-team guys and leave guys wide open. That's That's not how you beat the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, and it seemed like they'd get on a run spearheaded, of course, by Jimmy Butler. And if they do come back in this series, Jimmy Butler 100% deserves the MVP in this because he's, you know, sort of done, people are going to like it or hate it, he's done kind of a Jordan-esque, you know, way of helping this team get back into the series. So right. So 100% he deserves series MVP. Um, the but... problem is that we haven't seen playoff Jimmy. Because if you looked at the series yeah. of every uh, current series, his point production has gone down. Like in the yeah. very first series, he was averaging like almost 40 points a game. Hmm. And it's been dropping, dropping, dropping. Like this series, the NBA Finals, I think he's just averaging under 20 points or just under, just above 20 points a game, which is not like Jimmy Butler at all. And. Um, you gotta you wonder can't, now: Do they rush Tyler Hero back? I don't think so. I, 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 he, he said he didn't want to come back if it if it meant ruining the chemistry. But now, I, I, I don't believe you know. He might try, but I just don't think it's the the best mark because if he's not a hundred percent, he might hurt the team more than help them out. And apparently he has discomfort in his shooting hand, so that's going to be really difficult. If he can't, it's not hundred percent. It has like very discomfort. It's not going to be good for that team. He's going to miss a lot of shots. They're going to try to get him involved. He's a great player. Don't get me wrong. You know he's a great shooting guard for um for the Heat, but I just think that that would be the wrong move. If he's good and he can't risk long-term damage or serious damage, I would say do it. But otherwise, think bigger picture and don't I would risk think bringing him back. The only way that they can make it work is if they give him some kind of brace on his hand that he could possibly use to stabilize it so that it doesn't give him too much yeah. discomfort. But I think that it would be taking too much of a risk. Leave the decision up to him. He's, you know... I mean, obviously the doctors. If the doctors clear him, that's one thing. But then leave the right. decision up to him. If he doesn't feel like he can do it at full capacity, then don't make him do it. I I agree. So, um, if if Miami really can't get anything turned around after this 
game four loss, I, I would think that the Nuggets can do it in five. But if that somehow they can find the answers and turn it around, I think they can make it a game, seven-game series. Absolutely. Um... But they got to find the right kind of defense. They got to find production on offense just to be able to beat this Nuggets team. Because right now, I hate to say it, and I could get a lot of craft for this, but I think the Nuggets might be the most complete team right now. Yeah. And you can show it. It shows. It really does show defensively, offensively, that they're the most complete team. And the problem is, nobody had the Nuggets even anywhere close to one being in the NBA Finals and also winning it. So right now, they're in a Cinderella underdog story right now. And honestly, I love teams that are the underdogs, not the super heavy favorites. Of, of course, they are now that they're in the finals because, you, you know, they're playing up against the eight seed. And a lot of times the eight seeds don't aren't super great, aren't, aren't really the favorites. So technically, the Heat are the underdogs in the story and then the Nuggets are the overdogs. But if you think about it, in the terms of everything playoff wise, they weren't the favorites. Teams didn't really have the Nuggets going anywhere close to the NBA Finals. I think they had teams like, you know, Golden State, who, you know, were the current NBA champions. They probably had the Lakers being heavy favorites, even though they got swept in the Western Conference Finals. So, um, personally, I would be okay with either team. And I stated it before, but yeah. Nuggets are just that complete team, and I think it's might be their time. It is, and beating Denver and, time. and beating Denver and Denver is not going to be an easy task for the Miami Heat, especially get, being down three games to one. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, I don't think it's in their favor, but unless they can find something that can help them win Game Five, I, I, I say this game can be this series can go in six games. I, I'm going to put that out there. I think the Miami Heat are going to find it a way to win Game Five and force a Game Six in Miami. I feel like they could do that. I feel like there's a chance they could force a Game 7. I think there's a slim chance, but I think there's a chance. There might be. I mean, I look at it this way. Look at the series between the Boston Celtics and the Heat. I mean, Boston came back and made that a competitive series. And, of course, you know, eventually Miami did Mm -hmm. win. But that could have easily been a sweep for the Miami Heat if they didn't, you know, let... I think they went up, what, three games to none? Yeah, three games to none. It could have been a sweep, but then Celtics won three games in a row to force a game seven. So anything's possible. Absolutely. And we, I think we've seen some weirder things happen in the NBA, so who knows? I think, Say something other than share. Shit. Sorry. <laughs> My phone is, like, glitching out, so... Um, we did say a lot other than share, though. So... Um, hopefully we don't get copyrighted for that, so I don't think we will. Um, I probably not. I was trying to see, see if there's any other news, and apparently my thumb went over a video of some sort. So, um, let me just see. When is game five, anyway? I think probably Monday, Monday. or Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, excuse me. Thank you. Yeah, there's sometimes there's a word is like a three or two day, two or three day break between games, which gives the players more time to, to rest up. I mean, I get um, it. Miami can make, 
maybe maybe that could be enough time to convince Tyler Hero to come mm. back, but I, I don't think it's... It shouldn't be up to the team. It should be up to the player. And this is what I don't get about the NBA Finals. <laughs> They're doing. They're playing a less physical sport. I mean, we saw Jack Eichel get obliterated the other night in a game. Um, so, why is it that we're cool playing three, you know, two day breaks, than going to the NHL where they only do every other day? Like, you know, it's ridiculous. Like, come on, we should be playing every other day. This series could have been. I don't want to say over, but it could have been, you know, further along right. last week. I know. So I, I don't understand it either. I think they're just trying to every way that they can to extend the NBA season. And that's what I think is drawing people away. You, you see the attention spans go down. You saw it right. with my phone, clearly. So, um, But, you know, they need to... Um, I think it should be every other day yeah. because, look, sorry to the players, but you know what? You want to go put on pads and play hockey, then, you know, look at what they're doing every other day. I mean, they've got to be exhausted, bruised, banged up because that's a contact sport. Like, basketball is somewhat of a contact sport, but not to the extreme that hockey is. Right. So... Um, with that, should we talk about the Jags? Yes, of course. Oh, man. So the Jags, um, of course, renderings came out. I guess I thought it was a new stadium, but they are renovating TIAA Bank Field. Um, and, of course, I believe costs have already been projected to go well over a billion dollars to renovate it to make it, quote, the stadium of the future. Um these renovations would last a few years, meaning the Jags would not have a home. London could be their home. I thought they but, were going to get a brand new stadium, but is it really just yeah, renovation? That's what the I, articles I, I did, say. Which, I, I guess it's cool. I feel like that's what teams probably should do. Instead of spending that kind of money, this the you know, get a brand new scene, which isn't a bad thing either, but if they can honestly spend the money to renovate it and make it like it's, you know, a, like a newer stadium, then I feel like that should be the way the team should go. I don't think you should build a new stadium on new grounds, but if you can somehow build it to be bigger and better, then I feel like that's what a team should do. And But if it's going to be a billion dollars, why didn't you just make plans to to build a brand new stadium in the first place. I mean, <laughs> you know, exactly. But you're going to love this. So, because their stadium's going to get renovated, um, potentially, um, the team has been in talks with NASCAR and with Daytona International Speedway about using the Speedway to host football games, um, which, oh man. First off, the seating's going to be horrible. You're not going to see any crowd leaps of any sort. Um, if it's like yeah, what they say. did in the 70s, which... So, they, I want to know if they would possibly have seats around a track or just around 
or just where like the fans would be for seeing the rate, you know, seeing the racing. Unless they That's gonna be bleachers. They could. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I feel that like it's gonna be very uncomfortable for fans to have to, you know, Jags fans that had to be put through that for like what a few years or, you know, until their their renovations are done. It just, I don't like the idea. I think there's other places that you can yeah. possibly go to, even like college. Why didn't they think about college? Like using our college football um, stadium to possibly hold games. See, I think. It'd be a great novelty. That's what I'd say the word is for this novelty. In terms of a future full-time stadium for a couple, even if it's just for two years, I don't think it's a good idea. Um, I know Bristol Motor Speedway hosted a University of Tennessee game, I believe, a few years ago. Um, but, again, as a novelty, if they wanted to play a preseason game there instead of it, uh, Jag Stadium, absolutely, I'd be down for it. But this would be just logistical nightmare if it had to host football seventeen or I'm sorry, seven games a year because you know two of them will go to London like they did this year. <laughs> right. Which, by the way, um, is London going to pay for their renovations? Because they absolutely, the UK should absolutely be paying for the renovations of that stadium, considering they take our like, football games, and Jags games especially. True. I'm pretty sure Buffalo is playing in one of those games against the Jags in, in London this year, and, and unfortunately are hosting. Yeah, so here we go. So here's the pictures, by the way, from the last time. And Jason's seen it already. This is the last time football was played at Daytona International Speedway, and this was um, Bethune-Cookman's, um, you know, it was their home stadium, I guess, for college football in the 70s, so um, it'd be interesting, but I don't think we're going to see that, obviously, but the front stretch would be a great place for it. Right. Um, just don't dive onto the track. <laughs> yeah, please. There won't be yeah, any racing going on. Be, it might could be very dangerous. Well, there won't be any racing going on. It's. I I know. I, I don't know. It just if they make it like depending on how big the grass is. I mean, I I guess they could try to make the field where it's not anywhere kind of close towards the um. The racetrack itself. I don't know. I just I don't like the idea. I mean, even when Minnesota's the, the Vikings um, stadium, the snow fell in. They didn't like try to go into any kind of like racetrack or anything. They went to Minnesota University. Yeah. There's got to be a surrounding university that they can go to. Have to be like think logical cons. Like come on now, Tony and Chot are. I think Todd, yeah, are the two owners. Think logical. Mm. Don't don't do a racetrack. Worst case, why don't they just? I don't know. Like, use something. I don't know. Like there would have to be surrounding areas. I mean, shit. <laughs> you, 
you know a lot more about stuff in Jacksonville, Florida than I would know, so. Yeah, and same for me, of course. Um, what we do know, though, this is public knowledge, uh, Delvin Cook was released this week by the Vikings. Um, man, you know, I know it's been rumored, but this was shocking to me because, again, I apparently didn't read the rumors. So, um, I guess the big question is now, will, where will Delvin Cook go? I think it might be a battle between the Bills and the Vikings in the Dolphins, but uh, the Bills does not have no money for anybody unless Dalvin Cook is willing to sign a very minimum deal, which if he got released, I think wherever he goes, it's going to be a one-year deal. Hmm. Honestly. Unless he's looking for an extension or anything like that. I just think that he, he's going to try to go anywhere that he sees fit for like a year and then possibly get an extension afterwards. So, if it, if he's willing to go to a team for, like, a very small, you know, handful of change, then, then maybe. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think Buffalo needs another running back, to be honest with you. I, I, don't, I hate that they keep on compare, putting him to Buffalo. Like, it'd be cool to have Delvin and James Cook, don't get me wrong, but I just don't think the Bills really need a guy like that. Because they don't really utilize their running backs, like, you know, Minnesota does. And Delvin Cook is a guy that can get, like, 20 carries a game and and lead your offense. Exactly. So I don't see that him kind of getting that production there. Same thing with Miami. I don't... Miami didn't really utilize their running backs all that well either. You know, they were more like a pass-heavy type of team. Don't get me wrong, they will utilize their running backs and can use that running back to just feed it down your throat. Mm-hmm. So... I feel like I, I I got like somebody like him going to Miami might make more sense than Buffalo because Miami kind of needs that starting running back in a sense like they haven't really had a true starting running back in a really really long time. So yeah, and I don't know. I don't know. Like I heard the Dolphins floated. I think the Dolphins probably makes the most sense. And seeing how they always seem to work these things out, it would be possible. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens to the Jags or to the um, Vikings, though, because now, of course, we know the emergence of Detroit at the end of the season. Um, right. Could this now push them over the edge? Will be the biggest question. Could that be the move it, that does it? It, it could. Because you know, who does the Vikings have as their starting now? Alex Madison. I mean. I don't think he's all that great of a starter, you know. I think guy he's good great. if it was a committee. I think he'd really thrive in that. But I don't think they have that kind of running back committee, to be honest with you. He's going to be somebody that's going to have to carry the ball hmm. a lot more than he used to. So I, I don't think the Vikings' rushing attack is going to be all that great this year. They're going to have to heavily rely on their their passing game. And I, I think that if they can't get that going, the, the, the See, and Kirk Cousins is just so mid to begin with. He's not a top fifteen. You know, he's not a top ten quarterback. He's probably top fifteen at best. You know, he's good enough to I, keep his job. He's not good enough to get paid what these top quarterbacks are getting paid. True. So, 
Um, it'll be fun. Of course, we'll have our season preview right before the season begins. Um, we'll have more details on that when it becomes available. So stay tuned to our social media. Um, you know, at least in terms of the impact when the season starts, we'll talk about it then. Um, but let's go to Tinkle on this, and this is a good one. Um, Connor McGregor was invited out onto the court um, for one of the Heat final games, I do believe. Um, Connor McGregor um, was boxing against the Heat mascot and KO'd him in a few punches, which, of course, um, the fans did not appreciate, and he kept punching him, too. I think he landed a couple more when the mascot was on the ground, so McGregor gets booed out of the arena. Um, I think the mascot's okay, so that's why we're allowed to talk about this. So, Otherwise, they wouldn't upload it as a funny video on ESPN. So, he was, he was, you know, holding his punches. Like... Now, let's be honest, he, he can't go out there and actually legit hit mm. the mascot. <laughs> You'd be surprised what Conor McGregor can and will do. Um, uh, no. on, I don't put but... it past him. So, um, for that, I mean, tinkle on this to Conor McGregor. Fight someone in your own class. <laughs> exactly. So, oh man. But with that, um, what's coming up on No Final Bell? Uh, yeah, so we have some you know huge news coming out that CM Punk is now going to be um, officially coming back for AEW Collision June 17th, literally um, a week from when we're recording. So um, I, I figured Chicago, Illinois, as soon as they announced it, I'm like, yeah, probably CM Punk coming back. So... Um, I don't know how I truly feel about it. I, I think it's a good move for AEW going forward, but um, apparently you can get away with doing whatever you want to and coming back in the company. It took him a little bit longer because he was hurt, but um, good for him. Um, it, um, fortunately, sad passing of Iron Sheik. He was you know a great 80s and 90s wrestler for WWF back in the day, so it, it sucks to have to see him pass away. Um, F you, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> um, as yeah, he famous is. So, yeah. um, rest in peace to him. So, um, with that, um, what is coming up on Odd uh, Turn 4? So, we got the off week for NASCAR coming up, so we'll be uh, talking IndyCar at Road America. Um, well, this week they're racing. Next week, NASCAR is not racing, as they'll be switching uh, TV um stations because of course um midway through the year they switch from fox to nbc so they mm. give them that little break before that um so we'll talk um nascar at sonoma um we'll talk of course um because there's probably not gonna be much news and of course we only have one prediction to make because it'll be indycar at road america um we'll discuss um maybe do our silly season special because not much silly season news has come out yet so i'll reveal where i think drivers are going for 2024 and beyond or 2024 um i'll predict who i think is going to move up in the next year so we'll do that of course on out of turn four this week at 5 p.m eastern on tuesday um jason and marty will be on 
Um, excuse me. They'll be on Wednesday, hopefully at five. So, um, <laughs> yeah, tune in for that. Um, we'll be back here next week. We might have an NBA and or we should have an NBA champion. And more than likely, we will have an NHL Stanley Cup champion. So tune in. We'll have that coming your way, hopefully next week. But until then, guys, um, goodbye, everyone.